Have you seen these new edible crayons they made specifically for the Marine Corps? Being a Marine, being a crayon eater, getting an MRE confused with the crayons, they are one of the most common jokes within the Marine Corps and against the Marine Corps from all the other branches. And there is a bakery out there that has finally done the one thing that nobody actually really could do was they actually made edible crayons. And I'll put a link for those crayons down in the show notes. They're made out of chocolate. They look like a really great crayon box. And they even say Marine Edition. Now that I've got you hungry for crayons, I want to remind you that Blue Star Families is currently conducting their annual survey. This survey is how they decide where all the different time and energy that they have goes and where they make the resources available for the military community. If you're not familiar with Blue Star Families, go check out the episode a few weeks back of my interview with the CEO and USAA executive member about Blue Star and their work together as a focus for the month of the military child. Blue Star is an amazing organization focusing on helping build community within the military, within the active duty community, and then also post-service. Their research continues to show that veterans and active duty want to be connected in a community together and we do life together. If you've been a long-time listener, you know that that is something I preach all the time about doing life together. So go ahead and take that survey. Go ahead on over to militaryveterandad.com forward slash blue star survey and go ahead and take it. It'll direct you directly to that link. I appreciate your help to get that survey taken out so that you can help them get the information that they need to help you be more connected in the community that you are a part of. Story one, this is Fireteam Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Episode 121. Welcome to Military Veteran Dad, guys. I am your host, Ben Colloy, and it is great to be back here with you for another Monday to set that intention, again, to get you excited for what is capable within this week and what is possible as a dad when you come home and focus on the one opportunity you have to leave a legacy beyond your time here on this earth. Man, today's episode is something really special, and it was even really special recording it because it was a live connection to these two guys, Stephen and Mark, sitting in front of the West Point Gate Military Academy, doing these interviews throughout the day, talking about what we're getting ready to talk about. So it was a very unique opportunity, two men sitting outside, connected over Zoom. And also, you're going to hear within this interview a lot of trucks. There was a lot of construction going on through the editing process. I tried to get a lot of the truck noise out because sometimes we did pause. So there is a time where it does show up because it was already happening while they were talking. So that's what that happens. And this interview, like I said, was recorded outside. This interview is just so good, though, because th- we have one on one end, we have Stephen Holly, who is the Carry the Load co-founder, president, and CEO. Stephen is a 2000 graduate of the United States Naval Academy himself. He has five years of service as a SEAL officer and a SEAL Team 5, and has completed four deployments to Iraq and Southeast Asia. On the other side, we have Mark Elliott, retired U.S. Army colonel and global head of military and veteran affairs at J.P. Morgan Chase. For the seventh consecutive year, J.P. Morgan Chase is the lead sponsor of Carry the Load Memorial May campaign. In his role, Mark oversees firm-wide veteran-focused efforts in employment, entrepreneurship, education, and workforce development and community engagement. 
This episode is packed with value from both sides, from one side of why a corporation wants to support a nonprofit like Carry the Load and why the CEO and president wants to start something and what is that core genesis of that story. That's a question right out of the gate and you won't want to miss it. So if you want to hear my big takeaway of this episode, hang on to the other side. Other than that, let's get started with this episode on Military Veteran Dad. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Today we have Stephen and Mark. They are with Carrying the Load, a nonprofit charity that helps make the meaning of Memorial Day stand a little bit brighter and bigger in the hearts of Americans. So, Stephen and Mark, thank you for joining me this morning. The first question I want to ask you guys is where take me back to the Genesis moment where you realized you needed to do more in the world. Carry the Load was born 10 years ago in Dallas, and my co-founder, you know, one Memorial Day weekend came around. Uh, you know, shortly after losing some friends of ours that we served with, and he threw on a, a backpack and rucksack, started walking around a, a park in Dallas. And it was through that initial experience that we started talking about uh, an event where people could come, you know, have a meaningful Memorial Day experience where they could celebrate and honor, you know, those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So what started with one event 10 years ago uh, has grown to, we are in the midst of kicking off four different national relays. We're, we're up here today to kick off the East Coast relay, but those four relays will cover over 15,000 miles, all culminating in our flagship event in Dallas over Memorial Day weekend. So we, we've come a long way, but I'm excited about where we're headed as well. Mark, what about you? Is there a different Genesis story or is it kind of all born in the same moment? Well, I mean, so for, for J.P. Morgan Chase's involvement, it was when they had the, the East Coast leg of the, uh, of the relay and a few of our you know, veterans heard about it and they started walking with them and then it just blossomed from there as far as a relationship. Um, and we've been engaged with them since 2013 and we're proud to just have watched the growth over those years to the point where we're now looking at this 10 year anniversary and just looking back and saying, wow, what an amazing, you know, metamorphosis from that small beginning to what we're seeing today and to waking, you know, you kind of said it, waking everybody up to the sacrifices of these servicemen and women. I love what you said there, Mark, because it reminds me of the, the kind of the, the advice or the feeling I get as my kids grow up as well, because the way you described carrying the load is how a father should feel about his life when his kids pass those 10 year milestones and 18 year milestones of like, you, you look at it, you're like, did I do all that? Like, is, is this a product of my leadership? And being able to see what you were able to do, I can only imagine the just the heart-centered work that J.P. Morgan Chase has been doing with them and seeing where all that's been going. And what often military veterans, often ourselves, are our own biggest problem is we don't realize that we meant to share the load on what life's going on. And long before I even knew you existed, something that like a joke that I used in the Marine Corps was that in the Marine Corps, if you couldn't carry something or if you couldn't lift something, you didn't need a forklift, you just needed more Marines. And so that's why your back was always the first thing to, to be on the VA checklist was because you were always lifting things you, you should have had a forklift for. And I've equated that to life because life will always give you more than you can handle. And if you can't lift what life gives you, that means you're supposed to share the load. And so I love what you guys do to help bring Memorial Day and this idea of carrying the load, but that lesson of carrying the load and carrying it over to this life in general for the veterans that are still here, like that's an important lesson just to know that it's not on us to to carry everything that life gives us. That just like in the military, we did success together as a team, but man, did we forget that lesson on the other side and we just get this idea that we're supposed to do it alone. 
Yeah, I think you bring up a, a really important point in the fact that um, I think a lot of folks, after they make that transition out of the military, can, at least speaking from personal experience, I lost you know a sense of identity, a little bit of sense of fulfillment, and you know the beauty of, of, of carry the load for me was it was an opportunity to continue to serve. But as 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 I look at carry the load today, we've got fifty nonprofit partners that we partner with. That we raise money for, and those nonprofit partners are serving, you know, military veterans, first responders, and their families across a very a very broad spectrum of services and resources. And and again, you hit the nail on the head. There's we're not supposed to go it alone, and 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 these groups are a great reminder of of all the folks out there that are uh, that are doing great work uh, on on our veterans' behalf. And as you were telling that story, it reminded me. This is almost like a continuation of what the movie, uh, or now I can't really think of a movie, but Chris Kyle talked about in the movie they made about his life, that when he came home, the best way to serve the people that came home already was for him to focus on them and not worry about the people still downrange. And that's a lot of what carrying the load is about. Like There are thousands of veterans that have come home, and together we can allow ourselves to, to help each other, to support each other. And while, yes, there are still people downrange, it's about the people that have come home, and it's when we focus on each other and helping share what life gives us, like... That's the healing process. And I'm sure this has been a therapeutic process for you too, Stephen, of just like going through your own demons, going through different things in your life and knowing that one, you're not alone, knowing that other people are out there going through this. And the crazier part that veterans like have this big, hard idea of going through is that when we do open up, when we do share the load of what's going on, people don't run from you. They actually get closer. And the idea of carrying the load that like the tighter the unit, the tighter the, the, the actual group of people doing that load carrying like you can carry more weight. And I'm also reminded, I don't know if you've heard of this analogy of Clydesdales. A Clydesdale by itself can pull 2,000 pounds, but like two Clydesdales can pull something crazy like 10,000 tons of weight. And that's, it's, I hear that in this mission of like one man can't do it alone. And the more people we have doing it, even if they're out, not out there marching and doing these rallies that Carrying the Load organizes each year, it's still an idea that that can create a conversation that can create a window and a door in a room that most veterans didn't even know one existed in. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you find um, not only do our veterans want to find ways to serve, but many of our, you know, in our company, many of our you know, colleagues want to find ways to be engaged and be involved and carry the load. Um, it's just an opportunity for them to go out and participate and, and demonstrate, you know, their appreciation for the sacrifice, um, but also, you know, you know, put their dollars behind that as well and to, um, to help make sure that others understand the importance of, of these sacrifices and, um, but also that there's still an immediate need out there for our servicemen and women as they make those transitions, um, but also, but maybe not totally whole. And whether it's looking for a job opportunity or needing some, some support through mental health challenges. There are a myriad of different um, things that our servicemen and women need some assistance in and carry the load and their nonprofit partners just make that easier for, you know, for that burden to be lifted. There's something else that what I love what you guys are doing. And it's been how I talk about Memorial Day for me, that for me, like the best way to honor Memorial Day and all the people that gave their life that didn't come home is to come home and be a better dad. Like this is why this podcast exists. It's why I focused on it because I've realized that many dads come home physically, but we don't come home emotionally. 
And the best way that I honor Memorial Day is to be with family, to talk about the people that didn't come home, share stories about them. And it's, I've often said that a veteran is only forgotten when people no longer remember their name. And to me, a Memorial Day, carrying the load is repeating those stories that people didn't come home, honoring those people. And as long as we remember the life lessons, the, the life that they didn't get to live, come home and realize that we did get to live our life and we can choose that day every day. Like to me, that's like that's Memorial Day is about like honoring that whole big thing there. And what you guys do with this whole idea of coming together in Dallas, coming from all the different rallies across the country like to me, that is just bringing the narrative of remembering the people that didn't come home, thinking about the ones that did come home and what we have capability to do in our life every day. And at the end of the day, for people on this podcast, it's about how to be a better dad. And it's just really exciting for what both of you guys have been able to do with carrying the load. It's been a phenomenal experience. And, you know, to touch on obviously being a dad, I'm a, I'm a father of five and my oldest two were relatively young when this started, but, you know, one of the unintended consequences was, you know, having, having kids that now know, don't know Memorial Day without, without carry the load. And it's what they've always done. And, and, and I think what they'll continue to do. And another thing that's grown out of that has been a, uh, an educational arm that we established a few years ago, having been invited to talk to a lot of different groups and specifically kids. And we've got a, an educational program called Carry the Flag. It's a, essentially a curriculum around service, sacrifice, patriotism, uh, Memorial Day and the importance thereof. And we're in 100 schools currently and anticipate we'll add another 100 schools by the end of the year. But I, I think it's a great thing that we've, we've been able to impact you know, the next generation on, on the importance of, of that holiday. Steven, you gave me goosebumps when you're talking about having five kids and seeing the leadership that you're providing and doing this type of mission and self-sacrificing time. Even, I mean, it's difficult when you're trying to do these types of things, knowing that it's coming from your dad time as well. Like there's, I mean, try starting a dad podcast at the same time you're trying to be a good dad. The dichotomy isn't missed on me every time I'm trying to work on my podcast while maybe the kids are outside playing or something. I'm interested now, maybe not connected directly to the organization, but what lesson do you think you're leaving behind with your kids by teaching them what dad did with Carry the Load? I think it's an example for my kids that, that ultimately were, were here to, to serve others. And for me, you know, a, a period of my life that was in the military, that was wearing the uniform, that was a, was a phenomenal experience for me. Um, but Carry the Load gave me the opportunity to continue to serve outside of the military and it's something that i think my kids are beginning to understand um the importance of whether it's through the military through your church through your community whatever whatever you may choose but you you got to continue to you need to be serving others in, in whatever you're doing in your life i don't know whether you realize this or not but what i see in your story and what you're doing for your kids is well beyond your time when your time is done on this earth and they're off doing their life and their families, you're giving them a path to always access the memories of dad. Like for me, if they, they want to know what dad would do or if they are just feeling sad and they want to connect with dad and you're no longer here, you've given them this beautiful roadmap of carry the load. They can go out and do these rallies every year and they're going to be in touch with the memory of dad and all the people that came before. And like to me, that is a huge component of what I do within my fatherhood is try to just create these like what I call anchor memories places where they can go and access the memory of dad. And this is what I talk about with dads that didn't come home and different things like that. For kids that didn't come home, I always share that the best way to get in touch with dad is just to do something you used to do with them. 
And if you went to go fishing, like go fishing, because that memory is where you're going to be accessed that feeling of being with dad. And you're gifting that ability to so many different people of service and sacrifice, like what your kids are going to have imprinted on their life from a legacy, from an idea of servitude, like they're going to go out and change the world because that's what dad did. And he had the courage to go out there and impact more people than he'll ever have the idea of understanding. And that's going to make them have the courage to go out there and do it as well. So I can't wait to hear a future story from your kids about what they go to do in the world when they become adults. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully that, that, uh, that comes to fruition. You know, that's a, a good byproduct of, of this process. So next question for you, Mark, if a corporation wants to have the courage to support an operation like carry the load or something similar, because I think in this world where the people want to do good with these types of organizations, they often like can get stuck in their own thinking. What words of wisdom do you want to share out there for why it's important for corporate businesses to get involved with charities like this? We sometimes forget that corporations, big companies are, are part of our communities um, and how they show up in those communities is important. Um, we talk about this concept of being good corporate citizens and that's what JP Morgan Chase is focused on. You know, we, uh, as I may have mentioned earlier, we've been focused on military and veterans since 2011, the same time frame that Carry the Load was stood up. Um, and as a result of us focusing, you know, putting real intentions behind that, those efforts, we, uh, we partnered with another, uh, a number of other companies and stood up then was called the, the uh, 100,000 Jobs Mission, which transformed into now what's known as the Veterans Job Mission. And that effort was initially started to just hire veterans. The goal was hire 100,000 veterans by 2020. Well, flash forward, we're in 2020. That coalition has grown to over 200 plus companies. And collectively, we've hired over 760 some odd thousand veterans. And so that's how companies, that's how organizations get involved. They, they put an emphasis on you know, bringing veterans into their organizations because we all know this because all of us have served. Uh, but veterans come with a myriad of skill sets and, you know, experiences that really make our organizations better. And so what better way to take your organization to the next level than to give an, uh, an opportunity to a veteran, uh, but also to remember those sacrifices of those veterans. And so that's why I carry the load um, is so important to us because it gives us an avenue to, uh, to you know, kind of pay it forward by making sure that we don't forget the sacrifices, but also take advantage of the nonprofits that Stephen and the, and the organization support to help in other ways. So that's how, to me, they get involved. What I love about that answer and what I hear in it is what I talked and try to inspire dads is that we lived a rich life as military dads. And we often discredit that richness and just say that it's it's ordinary, but it's not. Like we are perfectly aligned as veterans to understand how diversity works, how culture inclusion works, how to get along with people we've never even kind of met in the different walks of life. Like we've done all of that. And which is why I try to help dads become better dads or military dads, because that richness gifted to our kids and even to fellow coworkers, that could just enrich in the culture and add a layer that you can't buy in a billboard or a marketing advertising at the Super Bowl. It comes from hiring the people and adding people with that richness. And that's not richness in money. That's richness in, in just experience. And that experience can just move mountains. And it moves mountains for family members when dads come home and within corporations when they focus on hiring veterans. So I really appreciate that work. 
Next question I want to ask is with the, with the recent announcement of the withdrawal from Afghanistan, what role is carrying the load playing in helping military members transition back home? Because home is something that this podcast has a mission for to help bring every dad home. And what I've learned through doing two and a half years of podcast on this topic is that it's not a building, it's a feeling. And most men have been searching for it in all the wrong places all their life. And so I'm, I'd love to hear how you guys are helping those veterans come back home to that feeling of home because- it's something we've been looking for, and we often never really find it in the places we were looking for. You know, for Carry the Load, it's the partnership with the other nonprofits. You know, our 50 different partners this year that are supporting military veterans, their families across a very broad spectrum. Um, you know, everyone's service is unique, their experience is unique, their transition's unique. We collaborate with those 50 partners because, you know, a lot of folks need different services, resources. Being able to collaborate allows us to make sure that we're we're hitting those areas and one of them being uh, transitioning. And it's a it's a it's a process that I think until you've been through it, you you can't really appreciate some of the challenges that that arise there. But um, speaking for me personally, as it relates to transition and coming, quote unquote, home, it, it, it really was, you know, the, the, the start of carry the load and being able to continue to serve in some way, shape or form where I could, where I finally felt like, uh, you know, I, I was home. So again, very important topic uh, as these troops that we've been reading about uh, start that, start that process. I can imagine, Stephen, when you first created this project that, you knew what you wanted to do, you knew where you wanted to go, but you didn't know necessarily how it was going to change you and what you were going to experience. Is there a moment where you realized that like a couple years in that like just how far you have traveled in far in this journey and like how like the impact is left on your soul that maybe you weren't looking for? I think this was, again, this was started by two veterans, both having served in the SEAL teams together and selfishly we started it because we needed it we wanted it i think what i learned throughout the last learned pretty quickly was there was a lot broader audience a lot larger than just a veteran community that that wanted it and welcomed it and um that's indicative of you know our participants obviously mark and our corporate uh sponsors and folks like jp morgan chase but that's really what is was fueled our growth is is those folks that didn't necessarily have that direct connection but wanted uh wanted to honor that that service and sacrifice i i love what you just said there because so much of what you you, you sacrifice you have all these feelings you have guilt the, the idea of not everybody coming home like that is something that a lot of veterans have to work through and the hardest part that i've learned working through veterans and having all of these interviews is there so much truth to what we tell ourselves about how life works that it takes op- nonprofits like this, it takes podcasts, it takes friendships, it takes people in our life to really invalidate those truths? I'm interested, is there a truth that you kind of like had that, that was invalidated with this project that like you initially believed when you transitioned out and like slowly and slowly it was kind of turned on its head that like, yes, that truth that I used to believe about myself is no longer there? What comes to mind immediately, I, I guess, is, you know, taking the uniform off, leaving the SEAL teams, um, believing that I was never going to find a, um, 
a profession or an endeavor that I would feel as invested in as I did, you know, about my time in the SEAL teams. And, and um, you know, over the years, I've, uh, you know, Carry the Load has been an outlet for that. Obviously, having five kids, my family is a, is a constant reminder and outlet for that. Um, but there was a period of time there where, where I, I didn't know if I'd ever, you know, have that sense of fulfillment again. And, and it certainly comes, but it comes in other areas. And, and uh, you know, I think everyone's unique in, in how they go about that. But the, I believe what you said there, when you believed that this was kind of like your peak and how anything was ever going to compare to that feeling and what your, that almost reminds me of stories I hear of gold medalists. Like how do you, how do you wake up the next day with, with something to shoot for when you've already won gold medals, like Michael Phelps, where he's won like a bajillion gold medals. Like what, 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 what's the next start you shoot for when you've already accomplished more than most people do before 7 a.m.? Like that thought and belief can really hold people back. Like that, this is just the, like now I'm on the downslope of life. And what I could easily see within this nonprofit is you guys really created something that reached higher than what you even could believe yourself, even. Like I can only imagine if you were to look back and write a letter to the Steven from 2011 and tell him all the things that he's done, like you might not even probably believe it. Like, because you're like, there's no way that that guy is within that version of that story. So what I also hear within Carry Load is you provide hope and inspiration to invalidate those stories and change them and help provide people new beliefs. Because, I mean, in 2020, before even the world went crazy, believe was my 2020 word. And through like trial after trial, even before the corona hit, that believe word was a word that kind of just kept coming back up, like believe I'm capable more than I believe I am. And I've just had to keep going di deeper and deeper and deeper into that. And man, that believe word is a big, big giant word. And I think when you think of the impact that Carry the Load is doing, you're providing that belief that so much more is capable when you carry the load with each other. Like it's living, it's like a living prophecy of what can happen when you come together. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, we're, we're meant to live in, in uh, community and you know, I think a lot of people can have the, you know, veterans in particular can have the tendency to isolate when they get out and, and they're trying to figure things out uh, when they face challenges and, and try to figure it out on their own. But, you know, what I learned is, is, you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of resources out there that are there to help through that transition. And, and ultimately, um, you know, we're, we're supposed to live in, in, in community and help one another. So, um you know, it's a, it's, it's been a great lesson for me to learn personally. Where can listeners go ahead and help carry the load and participate as we lead up to Memorial Day? So you can go to carrytheload.org and through our four national relays and our 70 different rallies, uh, there is going to be a, a carry the load event in, in, in relative proximity to you um, in all 50 states. Here in the U.S., um, again, we'd love people to come out, participate with us. Uh, you can volunteer with us, and then if you're so inclined, you know, going back to those nonprofit partners that we support, uh, we'd love for folks to donate as well. And uh, you can you can learn more about all three of those on our website. And and J.P. Morgan Chase, through their generosity, uh, through Facebook, has a has a campaign right now that you know Mark can touch on, but it's it's phenomenal.
Yeah, Ben, I, the, uh, the amazing thing is that people do want to get involved and in whether they want to come out and walk with the team, um, but also if they want to make contributions, you know, if they go out to Facebook and they go add carry the load um, and they make that contribution, JP Morgan Chase will match that contribution up to $100,000. And so it's just another way for each of us to do our part as, um, as citizens to, to really help remind people that there is more behind carry the load than just a slogan. It's a way for them to get engaged as well. I love that. And all of that will be in the show notes for anybody looking to follow up on that. And my final question for both of you is who are you each carrying? I've learned over my you know, 28 years of serving um, is there's just not one person that comes to mind. I love the concept of joint and you know, you being a Marine, Stephen being a you know, Navy guy and me being an Army guy, there is just this bond and this, um, this coming together of all the different services to make sure we never forget any of our comrades that, that maybe did not come home. And so for me, it's just being you know, part of something like this to say, listen, we're not going to forget you. I, I love the fact that we're outside the gates of West Point. And this is where my daughter um, spent four years of her life, you know, getting a, a, um, a degree and coming into the military where she's now out there and serving. So this is important to me because, you know, I want folks to remember my daughter as she's going through her career and never forget. And I, I think somebody, you know, once said, I think it may have been George Washington, if you want a strong military, then demonstrate it by how do you take care of their veterans. I love that. I haven't heard that quote before, but I love that perspective on it. Ben, I'll answer your question. You know, I, I, I started this with, uh, you know, carrying the, the memories of the, the men that I uh, went to school with and that I served with in the, in the SEAL teams, obviously carrying their memory and, uh, you know, the making sure that their families knew that that, that service and sacrifice uh, was not forgotten. And for me, like the idea of remembering the people that didn't come home, I've, rem I've tried to talk about it in my podcast as much as possible that if you lost someone that didn't come home, it's not about figuring out why your service mattered, what are all those different legacies about your service. Your legacy is your family. And that's what the biggest switch that most veterans get. Like your friend didn't come home, so you could come home and be the best dad you could be. And the best way to honor that sacrifice that he gave you the gift of your life to come home and he didn't is to lug your, hug your kids twice, especially if he was a dad. Like there's a kid out there that never gets to feel his father love again. And this podcast is dedicated to help those dads feel that gift to get connected to it deeper and to understand that like they didn't come home so you could. And it's up to us to make our life worthy of that gift that they didn't come home. So Stephen and Mark, thank you very much for taking your time today to come on the podcast. I can't wait to get this episode out and to learn more and watch the carrying load take place this year as it goes throughout the country. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that episode, and it'll be shorter, really gave you an impact on what you needed today and also just give you a perspective of what's coming up through the month of May. That this operation, Carry the Load, I never really knew about it. And when you Google and go to their website and look at the massive operation that this place has, raising $28 million. This just proves that no matter how long you've been in the military space, no matter how long you've been in the veteran space, I've been in it for almost two and a half years now, and I never knew this guy existed, and this story existed, and that J.P. Morgan was doing these types of things, that there are so many layers to the onion of being a veteran and finding the right resources and supporting each other, that no matter how much you keep digging, there's always one more rock that you're like, 
whoa, that rock just has all these different things under it. And like, where have you been all my life? I had that feeling when I first understood what Carry the Load was. And I'm like, wow, what a just great organization and a great idea. And it's up and out there for almost 10 years. So there's always those things where you think you know whatever you're doing. You think you know all the people in the space. And then something like this comes into it and you're like, man, I really don't know anything. And it reminds me of when I was in the Marine Corps, I graduated, taught my class for my school for generator mechanic, and I felt like I was a generator genius. I knew what I needed. I knew my electrical theory. Lo and behold, when I transitioned out and go work for an OEM manufacturer that makes generators, man, did I realize I know nothing about electricity. Then fast forward, I moved to my second job and I'm like, man, I know nothing about what power can really do and how it can be integrated into a building. And so there's always different, these lessons where we keep leveling up and we keep getting these ideas and we're like, man, I really don't know anything. That's an example that I want as my takeaway for this episode is no matter where I'm at, no matter what I think I know, there's always this new level that I can go to. Another analogy that kind of relates to it is being connected when you go from elementary to middle to high school. When you're in that final grade, fifth, eighth, and 12th, you're at the top of the world. You're the guys that everybody looks up to. You're the ones they revere. Then you move on to the next school and you're like, oh, I'm nothing again. All my confidence flew out the window and I left it behind in high school. All of that is the same idea here. No matter where you are at in your life, no matter what you think you know, there's always room to keep learning. And that is what I want my big takeaway for this to be. Always keep learning. Always keep connecting. Because no matter how much you think you know, you most likely still know nothing. And this episode and all these different things that I continue to learn continue to prove I know a lot, but overarching, I know nothing. So always be humble to the process of learning, having conversations, and just be opening to what life has in front of you. Because there's always people out there that can teach you something that you know nothing about. And you'll be like, man, I thought I knew what I needed to know. And then you're like, whoa, I know nothing about what I needed to know. So guys, have a great week. I hope this episode, like I said, gave you what you needed to have to go into the week with have some confidence, some new perspective. And hopefully, maybe you can actually catch one of these rallies as they go through the country through the month of May and be able to contribute to them as they sum up down in Dallas, Fort Worth on Memorial Day weekend. Guys, have a great weekend. Signing off. Talk to you guys again on Friday.